Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Are you a little lost when it comes to marketing? Not sure where to spend your time, how to bring in the right people, or even where to get started? You know you should be doing it, but you just can't manage to figure out a method that actually works for you and your business. Join me at Audience Conversion Live happening February 23rd through the 25th, where we're going to dive deep into the audience conversion method, give you a strategy to get started with your marketing today, and you'll get the copy written for the beginning of your customer's journey. That includes a landing page, an email sequence, and uh, what's popularly known as a lead magnet. Join me and check it out at theaudienceconverter.com slash live. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Whitecamp, a marketing strategist and conversion copywriter. And today it's confession time. You know, I want to kind of uncover something a lot of us struggle with, a lot of us kind of go through, but it's been this thing where most people don't want to talk about it. And that is burnout right? It's a term a lot of us hear and, you know, you see it everywhere, right? How to avoid burnout, how to, you know, do more things without burning out, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, for a long time, I had done everything in my power to do that, to avoid burnout. You know, quick story here. When I first got started as a copywriter, you know, I opened my doors for business, if you will. And it was all hustle, 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 hustle. Where do I get clients? Where do I get clients? Hustle, hustle, hustle. And it's not sustainable, right? It is not sustainable at all. And, you know, it was for a couple of months, I ended up working like 50, 60 hour weeks, which is really funny because my entire professional, if you can call it that career, was from a variety of jobs, none of which were what you would call the regular nine to five, right? I worked at a bar. So that was like, you know, five to 2 a.m., four nights a week or something. I ran a hostel that was an accommodation in New Zealand. So I would work for 60 hours and then be off for three days. So, you know, it was like 60 hour weeks, but it was three days on, three days off. So you get three full days of not having to go into work. And then I, I had also been an English teacher in Spain, which was like, so part-time, right? It was like 12 hours a week in a classroom and uh, a couple hours a week uh, in private tutoring sessions that I had arranged for myself. So this idea that I just had to keep doing more, I had to keep doing more, I had to keep doing more in order to be successful was just kind of based off of what I'd seen everywhere, right? It's all about the hustle, all about the hustle, which I kind of hate that phrase. And I am on a mission to kind of excise it from my vocabulary because I don't want to have to be rushing everywhere like a chicken with my head cut off. And you know, those first couple of months, I was working crazy, crazy hours. I was never seeing my family. And I was like, you know what? This is not sustainable. This is not the reason why I got into running my own business, right? The whole idea, and it still does, of uh, going into an office job makes me want to cry. I don't want to do it. But on the same token, I was like, well, if I'm going to work insane amounts of time, is that really worth it either, right? Is it is it better just to you know, punch a clock and go get a paycheck, uh, whether or not I have something to do. And so, you know, once I made that realization, 
I cut back, you know, I started doing less hours. And of course, that's when things started to pick up and I started seeing progress uh, because I wasn't, you know, always in work mode. I gave myself time to rest. But this pandemic has completely blown, I think, all of our best intentions out of the water, right? So many of us are home all the time. We're home. The the line between when is work and when is not has just become completely skewed because everything we're doing is virtual. And I have fallen back into that trap of doing more and more and more. And it's really taking a toll. You know, one of the things that I think is one of the biggest struggles actually right now, and I've never noticed it quite so much before, is there's this thing called seasonal effectiveness disorder, which is basically um, if you don't see your sunshine, then your mood and your ability to do things kind of goes way, way down. And I'd seen it with other members of my family, but it hadn't really affected me that much. But this year... Oh boy. Uh, you know, we've had gray skies for like 10 days. Uh, this, the temperature is not going to get above freezing for like three weeks. There's snow on the ground. There's ice. It's never like a sunshiny day. And it's really been hard for me to be like, okay, I have to go get my marketing done. I have to go and do this. I have to go and do that. Even recording this podcast episode, you know, I kept putting it off and putting it off and I had this grand plan. I was going to get it done in the morning. And I mean, it's, if you consider as long as it's before noon, it's morning, then we're good. But I've got like 10 minutes to spare while recording this episode. So one of the things uh, I want to talk about two things today. Number one is the fact that you don't need to run yourself into the ground to be successful and why it's not a good plan. <laughs> and number two is what to do when your energy does flag. So I'm going to talk about that one first. And here's the thing. One of the things I advocate and one of the things I build into every single marketing strategy I plan for people Every single uh, task I talk about, every approach I talk about, the audience conversion framework itself, it has a built-in safety mechanism. It has a built-in backup system, if you will. And that's what I call your content library. And what it is, is you don't launch as soon as you have something, you launch with a little bit extra. So for example... I'm recording a podcast episode right now, right? You're all listening to me. And I tend to try and record these a couple of weeks in advance. I don't always succeed, especially these last few weeks. I have not been succeeding. But that's that idea that, you know, if if you're tired, if you don't have the creative energy, if you're burned out, if you need to take a mental health day, which is completely okay, then you don't have to worry about losing traction online about losing traction with your community because you're still going to be able to show up. So one of my clients right now, we are building out their drip campaign. And I asked me, they're like, I'm not really understanding this. What is a drip campaign? What is that? Like, like, what does that do? I don't understand. And that's because for, for years, every single email they have sent out has been planned in that, oh, I've got a promotion. I guess I need to put up an email. Oh, I've got something going on. I guess I need to go and create that email. Oh, I am going to do a launch. Well, I have to create all of those emails. And that is that whole process of let's hurry up, let's hurry up, let's hurry up, hustle, 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 and is not sustainable. So one of the things that I am really fond of and am trying to encourage more entrepreneurs and coaches and especially people with communities out there is to automate what you can, but still provide a great experience. 
So here's a really great example of that. I've been in business for over five years. Doesn't seem like that long to me, but I've been in business for over five years. And over the course of that time, I started building a list, right? I started building a list. I started building a community for a very completely different niche, but I started creating weekly emails and I added them to a drip campaign. So a drip campaign is uh, a series of emails that goes out on automatic at a specific day and time you choose and does not tie in to anything specific that is date-based. So here's what I mean. If you're going to open a community, right? If you're going to make your official launch, okay, I'm open for community right now, that's date-based, right? You're going to create those emails, you're going to send them, and that's it. If you're going to launch something, okay, I'm going to um, open the doors to my course, I'm going to open the doors to my uh, group coaching program, uh, you know, we start February 24th or whatever day it is. Well, again, right, that's date-based. You're going to create all of that content, but it's very, very specific to where people are right then, right? You're speaking to the people who are ready to take that next step by the date you have set. A drip campaign is different. A drip campaign showcases your know, like, and trust, showcases your knowledge, your wisdom. It gives value to your people. It's fun. It's entertaining. It gives you your stories. But it also isn't tied to anything specific. So if you have anything evergreen, you know, do you offer something year-round that people can sign up for year-round? Do you have a book, right? Do you have... Uh, consulting package that people can book at any time? Uh, do you have a service that you're open for any time, right? It's not that you only take two people a month or something, but literally anyone can book it. I know a lot of people who do audits, right? They do content audits, they do LinkedIn audits, they do social media audits, whatever it is. I do audits, right? I do email audits and email welcome series audits. And I offer those whenever, right? You can sign up, you get your stuff within a couple of days. So do you have anything that's evergreen. That's what it's called, right? Evergreen means it, it never needs to change. It refers to like the trees that don't die in winter. So evergreen is it's always valuable. It's always useful. And now remember, these are not always going to lead to an action item, okay? The action item might be go listen to this podcast episode. The action item might be uh, go download that free checklist. That's okay. It's not about always asking for a sale in your emails. It's about being a trusted resource in their inbox. And so with the drip campaign, you set it up and people join it as soon as they finish the welcome series. And you can still send other things, right? You can still send, you know, your promotions. You can still send your special, hey, here's my flash sale, whatever it is that you're still sending. You can still do that. But what it does is it creates that point of connection every single week. So I, I recommend at least a week to do this. And I recommend having a library before you start. So a lot of people I talk to, they're like, ah, you know, I want to start emailing my list every week. So they write that first email and they hit publish. But guess what? Next week comes and now they're scrambling. Oh my gosh, what am I going to write? I, I told myself and I told my audience I'm going to talk to them every week. So I've got to get something out, but I got no idea what to say. So instead, what you do with the drip campaign is you create content ahead of time. So let's say you sit down and you don't hit publish on that campaign until you have four emails, four, four emails prepared. And if you're going to send them out every week, that means you have a month. 
And then what you do is you set aside a specific time. You set aside a specific time to work on your marketing. That is the power of scheduled marketing. When you have a set time every week, every day, or, you know, it's always on the 10th and the 14th of, of the month, whatever, whatever method you want to use, because it really depends on your schedule. But when you have that set time, not only are you setting aside the time and investing in yourself and in your business and in the future of your audience and in building a community, you are also training your brain that, hey, this is the time that we're going to do this. This is the time to focus on your stuff. And so when you have that set time, you're setting yourself up for success. You may find those first two weeks, for example, oh man, I set aside this two hour block and I just, I want to think of something else. I want to go answer emails. I'm getting all these interruptions. But you'll find after a couple of weeks that, oh yeah, you know, it's it's time to do that marketing. Great. Let me go sit down and you'll be amazed at what setting aside even an hour a week can do for you in your business. And you know what? If it happens that, gosh, you're burned out, you just can't think, you you know, you find yourself, you, you, uh, oh, okay, I said I wanted to be at my, at my laptop at a specific time. So you're there, you're sitting down and you look at your clock and suddenly it's been five hours and you're like, I don't know what I did. I did something. Something happened. I've, I've been on websites, but I literally got nothing real accomplished. That's not useful for you. So what happens is, is when you build up this content library, when you create things like a drip campaign, you can take a day off because you're always ahead. So if you find, gosh, you know, this week, I am just, I can't do this. I just don't have that brain power. I am just not in the right place to be the best version of myself to show up for my community. That's okay. You don't create anything that week. But guess what? You're three weeks, you're six weeks, you're nine weeks ahead. So it doesn't matter. You can take that time off. And your people still hear from you. You're still a touch point. You're still creating that connection. So, what I did with this drip campaign, right, is I, as I said, I've been in business for five years. So I started gathering the emails that people seemed to like, that seemed to resonate, that were interesting to people. And I created a campaign. And when I launched my new business, when I launched the audience converter, right, because I was in a completely different industry before, when I launched the audience converter, all I had to do was change things a little bit. I had all of these emails. I had like 60, 70 emails. And I reworked them for the new audience, right? I switched out the examples. Uh, maybe some of the, the content wasn't relevant anymore, so I didn't use those. But you know what? With a couple of hours work, I had 40 emails. 40. 40 emails to put into a drip campaign. That's 40 weeks. That's like nine months of content. And it didn't take very much time. So I launched with a library. So I knew as soon as people joined this new list and had this new experience, they could still get regular contact with me. I could still showcase how I can help them. And I was still building that relationship over the course of weeks and months, but I wasn't sending out anything new. The other day, I was talking to a friend of mine who was saying, you know, oh my gosh, I love your emails. I always want to open them. They're so fun. They're entertaining. It was such a great story. Uh, yesterday's email. Thank you so much for sending it. And I said, well, thank you so much. Can you remind me what email did you just receive? Because they were in the drip campaign. 
So I could, you know, go into my email system, go into my CRM, which is ConvertKit, and, you know, go go and see which uh, which email had just been sent to them or I could ask them, which was so much easier. And I asked, you know, hey, what was the story that really resonated with you? Because I created that email two years ago, but the content is still relevant. What I was saying was still useful for them. It gave them motivation. They actually went and did the action item on that. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's, it's been such a huge change just in a day for what you had me do. And that is the beauty of a drip campaign. And that is the beauty of scheduling your marketing, right? When you set up a set time to get your marketing done, you can take a break when needed. You build up a content library and it's less hustle, hustle, hustle. So there's a couple of different ways that you can automate this, right? Uh, for example, for a drip campaign, I highly recommend ConvertKit. Uh, that's what I use. I love it. It's super easy to use. It's self-explanatory. There's a huge knowledge base. It's just really great. And it's a great way to set up automations. So as I said, right, people, they join my list. They get their welcome series. They get punched the drip campaign. And I know as soon as somebody joins my community, they're going to hear from me for at least 10 months because they have those 40 emails. And of course, I'm, I'm always adding to those emails, but I started with that 40. So I knew 10 months ago when I launched this brand, actually, uh, I launched this brand 11 months ago now. But when I launched the brand, I knew I had 10 months of content, which was amazing. There's also a couple other ways you can automate sending out your stuff. For example, I, I have a podcast, right? And I want to let people know about the new stuff going on in the podcast. But podcasts, for the most part, are evergreen. They are useful at any time. The information I share, the information my guests share, the wisdom we collect and the action items we give to people are useful at any time in their business, right? It's not, oh, it's only useful if you're doing this in July or it's only useful if you're, you're doing this around Christmas. No, it's useful at any time during the year. So I have a 12-month campaign for every episode of the podcast that gets sent out and put onto social. I have a tool called Missing Letter, and don't worry, all of these links will be in the show notes, but I have a tool that automatically creates that content for me. And I go in and I tweak it a little bit. I add a little bit of extra. It takes maybe five minutes and it schedules it for me and it sends it for me. So I am, again, providing that information. I'm connecting with those people. I am giving valuable resources for 12 months after an episode goes out, and I spent seven minutes maybe doing it, seven minutes setting it up. So that's something you could do during that scheduled time, create all of those campaigns. So that's one tool I have, right? I have another tool called Social Bee. That's what manages a lot of my, my social media in general. So you can preload stuff. So if I have a promotion coming up, I have a promotion folder. So I preload the promotion stuff. It gets sent out on a schedule only for when promotions are being sent out so that it's not all promotions all the time, right? Other content gets done. So there's a category for marketing content from other people. There's a category for new podcast episodes. There's a category for promotions. There's a category for like, you know, fun stuff, right? So you just preload those. So that's another thing you can do in your set marketing time. Or of course, you know, you can uh, hire a VA or social media manager to take over that for you. But there's just so many different ways that you can be consistent with your marketing that doesn't require you to be in the platforms every day. That doesn't require you to be everywhere, every time, all the time doing all of the things because it's just not sustainable. So how can you stop sabotaging, right? 
as I mentioned, the other thing I really want to talk about is setting your own boundaries and, and being true to yourself and what you actually need. I have realized that, especially in times like this, when the weather is crappy and, you know, we've been stuck inside for so long, I'm like, I need to just take a break. So I booked myself a staycation in my own house because I don't really want to go anywhere. That is going to be three days. Three days of me not doing anything, but that's okay because everything that needs to happen over the next three weeks is scheduled. It's planned. It's done. And that is so important. It's so important for you to sit down and decide what are the times I want to be working and what are the times I don't want to be working. Working 60, 70 hours a week, it some people claim it works for them, but you know what? I would wager they could cut 20 hours and be just as productive because so much of your time, your mind's not really focused because you're doing other things and because it's it's got so many things going on and it's just not healthy. So part of what we talk about at the Audience Converter Podcast for community leaders is, you know, there's mindset, there's marketing, there's money, there's management. And management and mindset are important. That's why they're in the list. And while my specialty is marketing, I want to share what my management and mindset tools are like because I'm like you. I run my own business. I have clients. I'm building a community. And there are days, right, when you just sort of say, okay, I'm done. I'm going to go read a book. Today is not a day to focus on work. Today, I'm going to go read a book. And as entrepreneurs, we get to do that and not feel guilty for it because you're still providing exactly what you said you were going to do. And it is selfish to not take that extra time for yourself. Because if you're burned out, if you don't have the mental energy and resources to really help people, if you can't harness your creativity right now. You can't fully show up for people when you do have those calls booked. So it is beneficial to you. It's beneficial to your community. It's beneficial to your clients to take those breaks when you need them. And the last thing I'm going to leave you with is this. Take note. Simply notice. I'm about to uh, participate in a challenge. And I'm so excited about it. I, I've participated in this challenge before. But right now there's pre-work going on. And that pre-work is to simply notice. Notice where your thoughts are going around the topic. So what I want you to do is when you sit down at your computer over the next week, I want you to notice when does your energy flag? When does it become hard to concentrate? What happened the day before that maybe had an impact on that? And then start noticing when your best, most productive times are and make the decision. You know what? The times when I'm not most productive, I don't care if people say that 6 a.m. is the best time to wake up to be an entrepreneur. I am not waking up at 6 a.m. I I tried it for like three and a half months, waking up super early, working out and going to my desk. And you know what? I was in a fugue. It was like four hours of staring at my computer before I could get anything done. Whereas if I started at nine or 10, which is still earlier than that four hour wait, I was able to get so much more done. I am not an early, early, early morning person and that's okay. If you are an early morning person and you realize, you know what, one o'clock hits and you're done, you could sit in your hour at your computer for another four hours and end at the official five o'clock time, but it's not going to be worth it because you're not really going to accomplish anything. Great. Take note of that and then take the afternoon off. It's so incredibly powerful. And if you are wanting 
right? To finally get your marketing done, to set aside that time. If you want to start that practice of scheduling your marketing, I have an amazing event for you. It's coming up February 23rd through the 25th. Tickets are still available and it's audience conversion life, right? We're diving into the audience conversion method, but more importantly, we are going to get your marketing written, right? It's all about bringing in the right people to your community, being able to connect with those who are ready to work with you, who are ready and understand the value of what you're bringing, right? Nobody wants to talk until they're blue in the face for 10 months about why you need my help before someone's ready to work with you. That's not fun. Okay. So we're actually going to get your copy written to bring in those right people, the right fit for your communities. That's your landing page. That's your free gift. That's your welcome series. By the time you leave this three-day event, you are going to have those written. Do check out the audienceconverter.com slash live to get your tickets. Uh, if you have any questions, contact me at contact at the audienceconverter.com. And remember, setting up a specific time for your marketing is so incredibly powerful. And it will pay off for you so much. You don't need, like, it's not even contemplatable. If that's a word, I'm not sure. But really start, start scheduling your marketing. I want you to start noticing when your energy is not best for what you're doing. And I want you to set aside a time right now, one hour a week to focus strictly on your marketing and don't let anything else intrude on it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. Do be sure to check out theaudienceconverter.com slash live to get more details about Audience Conversion Life coming up on February 23rd through the 25th. Can't wait to see you there. Looking forward to it. And until next time, keep calm and carry on. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.